Welcome to an episode of Tufts Career Center's podcast, From Here to There, where we normally talk with Tufts alumni about their career journeys, starting from their time at Tufts all the way to their current positions. This is a very special episode because we will be having four of the current career fellows, each representing a different class year, reflect on their time at Tufts in relation to their career journeys. I'm Hannah, I'm a rising senior, and I'm double majoring in community health and environmental studies. My name is Chance, I'm a rising junior, and I'm currently majoring in economics with a minor in film and media. I'm Maggie, I'm a current senior, which means by the time that this podcast comes out, I'll have graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Mathematics. My name is Aline, I'm a rising sophomore, I will pursue a major in studio art um, and a minor in FMS. Let's see. So each of us comes from a different major background. Let's talk about when we first decided to choose our major. I guess I'll go first with that. I always knew I wanted to be a math major, and I was considering doing a double major, but then as I learned more about career options and started trying different things, I realized that I wanted to just keep a single math major and instead use my work experiences to try out different things as opposed to doing that through coursework. Awesome. Yes, for me, I came to Tufts wanting to be a political science major, and I took a political science class and found out, okay, this might not be for me, but Tufts is cool because you are able to try on different hats, especially during your first year, and I took an economics class and really, really enjoyed problem solving and analysis and public policy all tied into one, and decided to uh, pursue that. Nice. Yeah, I came into Tufts knowing that I was interested in health and also that I wanted to study health from a more like population perspective instead of like a more individual perspective. So I knew that I didn't want to be pre-med and probably not biology. Um, and I actually came in thinking I was going to double major in community health and psychology and um, kind of twofold after taking a few psychology classes, I realized that I was very interested in psychology, but I didn't think it was something that I wanted to pursue as a career. And at the same time, taking my community health classes, I realized how important the environment is and climate change in is in terms of people's health um, and I found myself really drawn to issues that pertain to the environment and so I kind of decided to study community health and environmental studies to kind of yeah look at health overall through um, yeah a more environmental lens. Wow. And um, mine, my decision was more out of a, I came from like portfolio review day um, in senior year and I met with a lot of admissions counselors from the SMFA um, that really guided my decision in realizing that I want to go to a school where I can do what I want to do with the backing of my professors and 
them being those people who push me to pursue what I want to be doing. So although I've been thinking about, hmm, maybe should I go and major in a film media studies degree instead, or should I stick to the SMFA, which um, ultimately has come down to, I think the SMFA is best for me because I think it's really important to know other artists in different fields because filmmaking is art and there shouldn't be so much of a divide. You So, Lean, you took a gap year. How did your gap year and your first year at Tufts influence your career journey? I know you haven't had uh, the full length of time here yet, but how has your career journey changed or solidified? Yeah, so I actually took a gap year and I worked full time at a pretty big film festival abroad. Um I was doing a lot of things for the film festival, um, acting as, well, playing the role as the assistant to the executive director and um, production coordinator at the film festival. And so I really, after doing that, I know exactly what I wanna do. I wanna go into into the film industry. I wanna be a producer. And so, that has really solidified exactly what I want to do in my career. Um, however, at Tufts, like I can do anything at the SMFA. Right now I'm focusing on making short films, which is different because normally I was taking the backhand of watching other film, watching other other short films and and seeing how they would fit into a film festival. Now I'm on the other side and I'm making short films, which I will be sending to film festivals. Um, So right now I'm more like experimenting with my own art, which is extremely different than what I was doing in the past. However, I know because of my gap year that in the long run, I want to pursue a film career, whether that be producing, directing, anything along the lines. However, at Tufts, I have the ability to really experiment with my own craft and take a step back from working and say, hey, I want to make this and I'm gonna make this. That's really interesting how that solidified what you wanted to do. I feel like I had the opposite experience, both in terms of like timing and what I uh, did over my summers. The first summer I didn't have a position because of COVID and the position I was hired for actually um, offered that same position to me the following summer. So my sophomore summer, I did remote work for like a government advocacy slash lobbying firm. And that was when I was considering, similar to you, Chance, like, oh, maybe political science <laughs> like Tufts is known for. And I enjoyed it, parts of it, but not other parts. Um, and then the following summer, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll try t- my geology interest. I did an REU, which is research experience for undergraduates, which are amazing programs. You're paired with a professor and you do research. And 
I found like the geology research area was not something I wanted to go into. So I was like really lost like my senior year thinking about what I wanted to do after I graduated. And throughout my time at Tufts, I was thinking maybe I'll go to law school, but I was facing a lot of pressure with that. That didn't seem like something that felt right. And slowly over senior year, I was able to kind of revisit all my experiences, think about what I liked and didn't like, had a really awesome meeting with Cheryl Rosenberg, one of the Career Center advisors, and we talked about that that type of thing. And ultimately, I came to the conclusion that I still did want to go to law school. I wanted to take a few years off, though, and now I'm going to be a consultant for a year or two after I graduate. So it's really interesting, like, it, my career journey changed over the course of Tufts, but I still kind of ended back where I thought I would be, just in a way that felt a lot more genuine and planned. Yeah, I think that's really interesting and, like, brings up kind of what to me felt like a misconception going into college. Like, I feel like there's this idea that you come into college either knowing exactly what you want to do and maybe that stays solidified throughout your time at college or you come in like not really knowing what you want to do and throughout your time at college you kind of like have this narrowing and neat path like guiding you kind of to what you want to do and I related to a lot of what you were saying Maggie like obviously I have another year to go and so I don't know exactly what I want to do and that's fine because I'll figure it out um but yeah I think that there really is this more like loop-de-loop experience of like I came in feeling pretty confident in like what I thought I wanted to do and there was more of like an expansion on that of like through my classes being interested in um like environmental health but that like widening up and learning about all these different career paths that I didn't know about before coming to Tufts um yeah and so there isn't it's not like a narrowing process is what I found and that's kind of like what I was expecting like yeah I kind of have a similar idea of I want to probably go back to grad school at some point in the future to kind of solidify um my like area of interest for my career but um really wanting to like get some work experience in before that and yeah kind of learn more about not just the subject area that I'm interested in but also the different ways that I want to apply that subject area if that makes sense so like you were Mm -hmm. talking about like policy versus research versus consultancy yeah 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 I would say for me in terms of my journey just the stigma around your major leading to which career that you have to have played a really big role in what I was studying. I, at first when I was um, learning about econ, I was like, oh wow, all of these econ majors are investment bankers and finance people and consultants. And I didn't realize that any major is applicable to really any job because you're learning skills and you're learning uh, analysis and how to write and think better and these are just things that can be applied to multiple disciplines and 
I think that's something I wish I knew a little bit more before putting so much pressure on what I need to study because I do have so many interests that I felt pulled in so many different directions and all of this pressure to make a decision. But having having all of these interests is never a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing and you should mm-hmm. probably lean into that a little bit more and know that your major can lead you in a lot of different directions. So that's a perfect example of going to the SMFA. The SMFA, although I'm getting a major in studio art, when people think studio art, they think curatorial work, they think putting work in galleries. But no, like I, although people with their main medium as painting, they can go into mediums of woodworking and even like jobs in finance. Like, you can really do anything with the major that you are getting. Like, specifically me, although I'm getting a major in fine arts, I am, the goal is to be a media executive, and that's me. But I know my best friend, although is getting a fine arts degree, will then go into um, getting a degree in education. And after that, my friend is getting a a um, degree in, well, they're not getting a degree in, but their goal is to be a, like a, a mel- medical illustrator. Oh. So although That's that cool. goes yeah. into fine arts, <laughs> like you could, you could take any turn, any direction and still end up in the career that you wanted to be in. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting, like, thinking all the way back to when I was first trying to figure out, like, just simply, like, what a job was, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what it meant to, like, work in the real world, because in high school, I worked at Target, that was very, like, I don't want to say, like, low stakes, but it was, like, kind of low stakes, like, I don't know, I wore a red shirt, it wasn't, like, anything super fancy, And then coming to Tufts, I was like, okay, shoot, like, I need to be, get a big girl job. (laughs) What does that even mean? And I remember, like, the Career Center had some event going on, I think the Career Carnival or whatever it was, they were tabling somewhere. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a resource here that can help me figure that all out. And... I don't think I really truly appreciated that until I started working here because I remember the first cover letter I wrote was I like opened a Word doc and like wrote out a paragraph and now I look back and I'm like oh like I should have looked at the Tufts Career Center's like career guide that I didn't even know existed. So freshmen if you are in a similar position there are I mean if you're already listening to this podcast you're already aware of the resources that are out there but I mean, I don't know. I feel you. It can be a very daunting situation to suddenly come to college and the whole world opens up. Like, it isn't necessarily a narrowing process, which I really like that phrasing, Hannah, because that is also similar to what I thought. Yeah. The other thing I want to push is that although I am a first-year student and I have had work experience in the past, 
it is so hard for me to find an internship position. And honestly, most employers aren't looking to hire me at all because of my year in college. And so I'm coming to terms with the idea of, okay, Aline, it's okay that you're not finding an internship. You're oh so young, but in the future you will get one. However, for now, you just need to be patient because a lot of people don't even think that or acknowledge or need to get internships after their freshman year of college. Yeah, I think that is something that is really important and I know something that we all kind of wanted to discuss was like internship culture at Tufts and that's probably similar to a lot of colleges. Um, But yeah, even to what you were saying about after freshman year, being like, it's okay if you don't get an internship. I think that you also have to think about internships in the context of yourself, especially. Like, it's not like it's okay to not have one after freshman year, and then you do have to have one for the rest of college to, like, fill out your resume. Um, Like, for example, for me, I personally am not doing an internship this summer because I think a whole lot of factors, I think this has been a hard time for the whole world, you know, for like everyone coming out of COVID and coming back in person and changing norms and expectations and stuff. And it's just been, it's been a very busy semester for me. And so I know that this summer I there's a lot of meaning that I can have in this summer without doing an internship and that is not gonna like squash my career like it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get a job like out of college or anything you know and so like I'm really excited about my summer even not having an internship I'll be doing some work with the career center that I am really excited about because I love it here and um yeah, it's an amazing resource, and so I'm excited to, like, contribute to that more this summer, and also to do things that I've had, like, on my list for a really long time that to pursue interests that I don't necessarily have the time or ability to pursue, like, through coursework necessarily, so yeah, a, like, resource from the Career Center that I am very excited about is Udemy and, like, taking classes on Udemy um I really you guys know this about me the career fellows know this about me but I really like graphic design but don't have a ton of skill yet like and so this summer I'm gonna be taking an online course for graphic design and an online course for ASL um American Sign Language yeah and so internships are not the only way um to add to your resume and to grow personally professionally academically and that remains true throughout your entire time at Tufts I think so last summer I also did not have an internship I was a first year and I went back home and I was kind of feeling like Aline like just a little bit lost but this summer I was applying to maybe 50 different things because I was like I'm going to have an internship like this is what the sophomores do and (laughs) I ended up working very closely with one of my professors to pursue uh, an unpaid internship in theater 
at a theater company. And so the Career Center has a lot of cool resources, one of them being the unpaid internship grant. So I applied for that. And it's not your traditional pathway. A lot of students try to pursue the paid internships, but I think it's important to look for resources to fund and to contribute to whatever summer that you want to have and that would be meaningful for you. So I applied for the unpaid internship grant and I will be working at this theater company exploring an interest that I've had for a very long time. So I'm super excited to do that and I'm excited for the incoming first years to see what is available to them. Yeah, I think that what you said about your experience finding an internship is also really important because you let your like passion and excitement guide that process, which I think is something that's really important in finding an internship. Um, yeah, so like me not doing an internship this summer is not to say that there aren't isn't value to internships. Um, and yeah, I feel like I had a similar process during my sophomore year, um, and I connected with a Tufts alum who I actually connected just to have a career conversation and kind of ask her about her career because I was feeling a little bit like lost about where the direction I wanted to go and we really hit it off we got along really well and had a lot of the same values and kind of like ways of seeing the world and I ended up working with her at her nonprofit organization um, last summer and that was a really meaningful experience and it really yeah furthered both my interests and gave me more skills um, professionally and yeah I would also emphasize that out of internships is a really important opportunity to find mentors so after working with her last summer she has remained like a very important mentor to me and um, someone who even if regardless if you end up wanting to go into the field that you interned in that one mentor is still someone who is valuable and kind of like giving you advice and helping you with your perspective as you go through college and pursue a career. Yeah, I think it's really interesting just hearing about the role of mentors and how they like how they impacted internships. I know for like me personally for the REU that I did, I was I figured out what those were through a professor that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew really well. I'd taken like three of his classes and talked to him a lot about my career development and career goals. Um, right chance with you talking with your professor about the yeah. theater opportunity, talking with your professor Hannah. I think networking can seem very nebulous and almost mm-hmm. scary, like how do we talk to these random people but it actually it almost happens not naturally but it's a lot warmer than the word networking makes it sound yeah (laughs) like it's talking to people that you know you have a potential shared interest with talking with professors making that scary first step of reaching out but then you know once you start talking to people I have only had positive experiences with networking with people um 
and I've reached out to different people on like LinkedIn, The Herd, which is like Tufts version of LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I want. I guess like ultimately networking. Is it as scary or as nebulous as it seems? And it it really comes down to just starting a conversation with someone where the goal is more career focused, I guess. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it can be really rewarding and not as scary as it can seem. Yeah. And obviously, like, you can network with anyone, really. But also to emphasize that the people who we've all kind of tended to network, at least that we've talked about, um, were either professors or alumni from Tufts who were on the herd. And so, like, professors and alumni who are on that platform that is for networking are there because they want to help you. They want to talk to you and support you. Um, so even though it's scary, like, that is what they're there for and happy to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about a fair number of career center resources. I feel like I want the like us to talk about in clear terms, like let's all pick one and define it out. Mm-hmm. I'll start with career guide because that is something that I have used so frequently and so often. Um, yeah, so the career guide is a PDF that the Tufts Career Center has that has a whole bunch of resume examples and cover letter examples and it's really helpful to look at to figure out formatting stuff, what verbs to use. Um, So that is one thing that I would recommend that people take a look at and is something that gets tossed around a lot. (laughs) It's been (laughs) mentioned a lot but I will mention the herd and using that as a resource to connect with alumni who may or may not have the same interest as you and background and even if you are a first year and want to have a meaningful career conversation this could be a great valuable resource yeah and i will talk about big interview Mm -hmm. i think so big interview is a platform where you go you talk with this woman in front of you who's like this pre-recorded woman and she asks you so many questions as if it's a real interview and so you know applying for the co- for the uh, positions I'm applying for or that I will eventually there's a lot of talking with a random computer as opposed to an actual interview with the person behind the camera and so big interview asks you all the questions that you just go down the list of the questions that that are most commonly asked and although they might not be the exact questions that the actual interview asks you it's really important to put yourself in front of a camera and just talk while you're looking at yourself it sounds really crazy but it really helps with nerves and just gets you a little bit at ease with what will eventually come. Yeah, and this is a completely shameless promotion of the Career Labs, too. (laughs) Um, That is truly one resource that I recommend to everyone. I say probably at least once a week to somebody, like, come see us in Career Labs. Like, this is something we work on in Career Labs. And so Career Labs are 
every weekday the career fellows hold in hold drop-in hours where you can come in for like a 10 15 sometimes 20 minute appointment um to talk about any career questions or concerns that you have and that can be as concrete as can you critique my resume and help me with that and it can also be something far less concrete like I have no idea what I want to major in please help me (laughs) um yeah and even if you don't know exactly what it is that you need help with but you just feel kind of like at a loss or stuck or you feel that kind of paralyzing anxiety that can sometimes come along with a career at points of your career journey um we are here to kind of support you and help you find resources and even from a spot where you have no idea what to do next find that next step to move you along um yeah and so I think those are a very valuable resource (laughs) yeah I think one of the biggest things that I see students like get out of career labs that I've gotten out of my interactions with the career center has ultimately been like a calming effect Mm -hmm. like I think there's so much stress and worry about you know what am I gonna do deadlines are coming up are there deadlines coming up I know my friend has this really cool internship at like this big name company and I don't even know how they got it um like what do I do going back to like the internship culture at Tufts um people always talk about the jobs they have people don't really tend to talk about the struggles that they're having Mm -hmm. and (laughs) right it's just like uh, um but ultimately I think Right, the sample of four people on this call right now and the sample of all the other students that we talked to, there is a lot of uncertainty, but that shouldn't lead to, like, stress or fear. Like, it will work out. There is always a next step to take. And ultimately, like, it will be okay. Like, you will find meaning in whatever you end up doing. And there isn't just, like one thing that you need to be doing a hundred percent and I would totally say embrace that struggle period a lot of people think oh I'm not supposed to be struggling this hard or it's not supposed to be this hard and I feel like for me when I was rapid applying to everything I was kind of losing that meaning and just applying to anything I saw versus applying to things that actually made sense to me or that I actually liked and so I would say in the midst of the chaos don't forget kind of what you're what you're aiming for what excites you or what gets you out of bed in the morning um hopefully it's not the first four things you see on handshake but yeah so you mentioned handshake (laughs) (laughs) okay just kidding one of the most valuable resources you will discover at this school is handshake a job platform that you can really use for a lot. The first thing I would say is to find job and internship listings or work studies or research opportunities. The second, you could use it to set up appointments with your career advisor at events. If you want to learn more about networking events or specific industry, then yeah, Handshake is the place to go. 
I also want to plug the Career Center at the SMFA um, because although it's under the same umbrella, I, I'm more than happy to look at portfolios and resumes and cover letters that are targeted towards finance, but I'm also interested in looking at arts-related resumes and arts-related cover letters, and I want to give you feedback on portfolios. Um, and even if you are on main campus and never go to the SMFA, please, like, I, if you are applying to any position within the arts field or even you just want to get feedback on your art in general, we are there for you. Um, we, we hold drop-in hours twice a week, and so, yeah. So, so come if you if that is of interest. We've talked about a lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of career center resources, our own personal journeys, things for freshmen to look at, but really any class year to look at. What is either what what would be one piece of advice that you would tell your freshman self or another freshman? Yeah, what's one piece of advice you would tell a first-year student, including that first-year student being yourself? <laughs> I think I pressure myself into thinking that, oh, although, you know, you've had great experiences, you should know exactly what you want to be doing after college. And sometimes although I answered the first question by saying I want to be a media executive, I sometimes have to think and take a step back and acknowledge like, Aline, it is okay that you want to be a media executive, but also don't limit yourself to just thinking that that's what you want to do. I feel like the, the scariest parts about being in college is that you feel like, oh, these are the last four years of quote unquote childhood. And so you have to know exactly what you're doing in four years, or you have to plan accordingly for the four years. But also like, that's not necessarily the case. Just don't limit yourself to what you think you want to be doing. I think that's really important. And that is kind of similar to my advice. Um, a piece of advice that I heard from Ann Moore, who works at the Office of Scholar Development at Tufts, which is another great resource. Um, she came into my class, I think sophomore year, and was talking about different opportunities and said, I'm gonna botch exactly what she said, but she said something along the lines of follow your feet instead of your head. Mm. And I think that that is, very similar to kind of what I have always tried to remind myself, which is to follow your excitement. So look at the things that you naturally gravitate towards and to the things that you enjoy doing instead of like what you said, Aline, what you think you should be doing or what you have kind of like not boxed yourself into, but decided that you want to do and so like don't close off any opportunities but let let yourself kind of naturally explore your interests and yeah the new interests that that leads you to and yeah I would say that all of those experiences are valuable 
Yeah, I think my biggest thing would just be like start reaching out. Like whether that's to other students, your professors, like on-campus resources. Uh, when I was saying like my first cover letter was opening a Word doc and typing a paragraph. I remember that me and my first year roommate were like, oh, we should apply to on-campus jobs. And she had the right, she Googled like how to write a cover letter. And I remember being like, oh, I don't know. Like you just like write something. <laughs> and it was just like, my knowledge pool was me and my freshman roommate. <laughs> and now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could have reached out to my parents, my professors, the career center. Like it's basically like you're not in this alone and you aren't supposed to have everything figured out by yourself. There are people and there are resources that are there to help you and uplift you. My piece of advice would be to balance necessity with what you want to do. I know that not everyone has the privilege to necessarily do whatever makes them happy and things like that and I would say while you are taking care of your necessities and working like your day job to do what you need to do also find time however you can to entertain the things that you see your feet naturally leaning towards and don't don't lose that because it's really hard to get that back and get that curiosity back and get that excitement so lean into that and you can still do your nine to five or whatever you need to do yeah yeah and i would also say not as like a piece of advice but that we're really hoping that this both um serves as kind of examples of our own journeys throughout college and kind of a reflection on that to give like examples of how different people go on their career journey at Tufts um, and also completely not to overwhelm anyone like I know we've thrown a lot of resources out there and these are not all resources that you have to go and use in your first week at Tufts or something like that you know what I mean um, yeah so yeah we hope that this is kind of helpful and connects you with the career center and with career readiness in a meaningful way while also reassuring you that it's all gonna be fine and come see us at career labs (laughs) (laughs) yes thanks for listening to this special episode with the career fellows and we look forward to seeing you soon in the career center